coming up next. Every day is a new day. I get to express my creative outlet in different ways and see the kids enjoy learning. It's a really fun job. The Job Talk podcast shares stories from people who are passionate and love what they do in their careers. Through conversation, we explore their careers, past work experiences, and the education that got them to where they are now. We are putting together a Career Crisis Ultimate interview series. We are asking experts to give their best advice and guidance around work anxiety, career pressures, career goal setting, and ultimately career transformation. To learn more about this special interview series and get notified when it's available, please visit our webpage at thejobtalk.com help. Today's guest is Kayla Medina. Here's our job talk with an elementary school teacher. Kayla, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for how having was me. Your school, yeah, how was your school year this year? You know what? It was kind of a roller coaster of emotions, to be honest. It was um, very enjoyable in, ter- in the uh, sense that I got to work with some of my really good friends. My best friend actually got a job uh, teaching the same grade as me at the same school this past school year. So working with my best friend, I mean, that's like a dream. Um, But at the same time, like there's been a lot of challenges um, just with not only COVID, but just a lot of new things that are uh, being put on the plates of teachers that we had to deal with and learn and navigate. So one of the best, but also one of the most challenging school years that I've had. Yeah, and we'll get into that. We'll talk mm-hmm. about some of the challenges in your job. You're an elementary school teacher. I am. I teach grade three. <laughs> grade three. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's back up to what was your first post-secondary experience? Okay, I'll give you a little if bit I of can background. Say that yes. Um, so I actually was not um, born and raised in Edmonton. I am from Saskatchewan, a little town, I guess, city called North Battleford. And I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, um, and I knew that I didn't want to go to the U of S um, just uh, because it's not a direct entry program. So you actually had to apply for arts and sciences first and then apply to get into education, and I just didn't want to waste any time. So I knew I wanted to come to Alberta. I was dating someone at the time who was working in Grand Prairie. (laughs) So I actually started um, my schooling at the Grand Prairie Regional College. I did two years there and then I transferred to the U of A and finished off the last two years of elementary education. And I have been in Edmonton ever since. When you are going through your post-secondary education, do you have to decide if you're going to pursue a career as an elementary school teacher or a high school teacher? Um, at that time. Usually, um, when you kind of have a good idea when you do start because they um, the pathway that you take in school um, is different for elementary yeah. and high school teachers. Yeah, so you you kind of do need to have a good idea. I think um, after the first year, you could probably make the switch, but um, usually most people know which level that they are interested in teaching when they start. So yeah. I knew. <laughs> yeah. Why Why did you decide to go into the elementary stream? Um, I guess I just really had a great school experience growing up. I loved my teachers. Elementary school was very enjoyable for me. I loved school. I loved everything about school. I used to play school. I used to pretend I was the teacher all the time. I I love being creative and 
organized and doing arts and crafts and all that stuff. So I knew that was like more elementary focus. So that's kind of where, and I love kids as well. So let's talk about what you do love about being a teacher. What what do you love about being a teacher? (laughs) I love building relationships. I love getting to know the little people that are in my room. I love just joking around with them, getting to know who they are, getting to know their interests and obviously teaching them and seeing those um, light bulb moments and seeing them progress throughout the year. So I love the relationship part of it. Um, And I also, as I mentioned before, I love to be creative. So I I love developing my own resources, thinking of new and innovative ways to teach different concepts and lessons. And I just am really passionate about the planning part of teaching. And then when you're really organized with your planning, it makes teaching really easy and fun. I'm going to ask you about some of the challenges and misconceptions that that are out there about teachers. But my first question to you is, how was the pandemic for you? Okay, so 2020, I remember the day, March 13th, whatever, the school shut down. I was actually on maternity leave, so it didn't affect me right away. Uh, Peter was teaching at the time, so I was like, awesome, like he can stay home, he doesn't have to go to school, like he can stay home with me and we have two sons, so um, I thought it was great. And then I didn't have to learn how to teach online right away. Um, Everyone else kind of had to do that before me, so I was like, okay. And then I got a little bit of FOMO, I'm like, hey, I kind of want to teach online, I want to try it. So when I went back, uh, after my maternity leave was over, I, um, they needed someone to take over the grade three online portion and I volunteered to do that because I, I like a good challenge and I wanted to see if I could do it. Uh, so I did teach online from November, 2020 to June, 2021, uh, grade three. So, um, that, that's a learning curve for sure. Um, I tried really, really hard to make lessons engaging and fun, but you just are missing the relationship piece and just seeing their facial expressions and hearing their little stories. Like you just miss being in the same room as those little people. So I missed it a lot, but I also learned a lot. Um, my tech skills are pretty good now. Okay. So it was a very valuable experience. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have changed anything about it, but I am glad to be back uh, teaching in person. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's been interesting, but I've I've rolled with it. <laughs> yeah, and Peter is your husband. He's a junior yeah. high teacher. You can find his yeah. episode in our library as well. I yeah. asked him the same question, and I'm okay. curious to know if uh, there's a difference with the age group that you guys are teaching. Did you have you noticed a behavior change in your students after the pandemic? I don't see, like, I know Peter talked a little bit about the mental health aspect of it. I haven't seen that um, yet come up in my age group. What I have seen is that the kids that I taught this year, they were in their grade one year was interrupted uh, by the pandemic. So um, they grade one is a very important year of school. You learn how to read and write, basically. Um, so I could see a little bit, um, they're a little bit behind in reading and writing. Um, and then 
Also, they haven't been doing much the last couple of years. They haven't gone on any field trips. They haven't been doing a lot. So near the end of this school year, we were able to go on field trips. So like just to see their excitement, some of them had never been on a school bus before. We went bowling. Some of them had never been bowling before. So like I feel like they have a new sense of appreciation for things that we do in the class that maybe the kids like three, four years ago just kind of took for granted. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have a lot of excitement. That leads mm -hmm. me into a question about behavior. How do you, okay. so how many years have you been teaching for? I have been teaching oh, 10 and a half or going into 11 years. Okay. Yeah. An 11 year career, you're, you're going to start to learn some techniques and uh, things that you can do to work with a reluctant learner. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences when working with a reluctant student? Absolutely. So I guess it goes back to relationship building. So if a student likes you and can trust you and feels happy to be in your classroom, that solves about 90% of your problems because once you have that relationship established, they're going to try and they're going to put forth the effort. Um, I do a lot of goal setting with my students. So just um, setting little goals that are achievable and they can earn rewards. Um, talking to the parents is really key as well, getting on board with the family and setting those goals with the family as well. So um, unfortunately, like fortunately, I haven't had too, too many situations where there's been reluctant learners. Yeah. So, but when there is, I think relationship building and goal setting uh, is very important. Do you find that parents are on the whole helpful? <laughs> yeah, like we, we <laughs> I know parents sometimes get a bad rep, but like the parents at the school I teach at are very supportive. They usually back the teacher. Um, and so it's it's just a very nice situation when we, when we can work together and see a positive outcome. Um, I haven't had too many parents who have been against me or not agreeing with what I'm trying to do in the classroom. So I guess I'm lucky because I know that's not the case with everyone. Yeah. How do you cope with stress? Yeah. Is teaching, being an elementary teacher, is there a lot of stress involved? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say teaching is the least stressful part of the job, honestly. It's the most enjoyable part for me. Uh, the stress comes from just all the other stuff you have to do and not having enough time in the day to do it. Because if you don't keep on top of things, it piles up quickly and you can very quickly get overwhelmed. So you have to be a very good at um, organizing, time management, and just not procrastinating. Because once you procrastinate on one thing, it piles up and you that's when you feel the stress and the overwhelming anxiety. Yeah. Do you, do you have resources that help can help teachers get through things? get through the yeah. stress. I think if you can find your people, so I work with some amazing people and just having those people to talk to, to talk about work-related things or non-work-related things, to vent, just to get your mind off of whatever's going on and you know they're going through the same thing. So find your community, find your people who are going to support you and be there for you and listen to you and all of the things you're going through and you can do that for them as well i think it's so important like i work with some of my best friends or people that i met at work so just having those people and then i i do a lot of like exercise so I, that's really helpful um just to de-stress as well so 
What what are some of the misconceptions out there about elementary school teachers? <laughs> that we play all day. <laughs> we do arts and crafts and play and no. <laughs> um, I I think the the misconceptions are is that we don't work in the summer because <laughs> we absolutely do work in the summer. I've been working almost every day since the summer vacation started. Just little things here and there, but. I'm the type of person who I need to keep on top of things and get things done so I can relax a little bit during the school yeah. year. Um, so summers and weekends are not always just fun and free time. It's you still got to do a lot of work during those off times as well. Um, yeah, I guess that would be a pretty big misconception with, I don't think people yeah. understand that uh, it's not, not just a nine to three job for you. You're marking, um, you might be looking after sports teams or clubs with, within the school. Yes. So I can understand yes. that completely. Could, could yeah. you take us through a, a typical day for you? Absolutely. So I get up, I have two kids, so I have to get up pretty early. I usually get up about five o'clock. Uh, before my kids wake up, I get myself ready, have my coffee, of course, super important, teacher fuel. And uh, so I get myself ready, get my kids ready. We're out the door by about 7, 7 a.m. Drop the kids off. I arrive at school about 7.30. Uh, I have enough time to turn on my computer, get the calendar set up, turn on any equipment that I need for the day. Maybe make a couple photocopies if I have time, check in with my friends. And then by 8.05, the kids are walking through the door. So um, it's a full day of learning. You have supervision. Um, you don't usually get very long for lunch because it's either a student forgot their lunch and they need to call home or you have supervision or there was a problem at recess that you're sorting out. So do not <laughs> expect to have a sit down relaxing lunch because that does not exist. Um, so working through the day, uh, school day ends about 2.40. Uh, so say goodbye to the kids. You need about 10 minutes of just quiet time to decompress. And then you're back to planning for the next day's lessons, cleaning up, um, extracurricular stuff. So I, I run a newspaper club for the school. So we do the school newspaper. So that happens every week, once a week. So it's it's a busy day. It's very, very full. Um, you don't like, I get like 15,000 steps a day cause you're, n you're constantly moving. Like as an elementary teacher, you don't have a lot of time to sit and relax. And yeah, I usually leave the school by four, maybe four 30, pick up the kids, go home, get dinner, kids in bed. And then I'm usually before bed, I'm back at it doing a few more things for the next day. So probably about 30 minutes, at night and I'm an experienced teacher. So I have a lot of resources that I've built and I've done this for a while. First year teachers can expect to be doing a lot more work outside of school hours. When, well. when do you guys go back for the school year? Is it a week before the first day of school or is it? Yeah, uh, not quite a week. So we have two days uh, without the students. So we go back on August 29th and then uh, two days of meetings and teacher things and setting up and then the students start up on the 31st, I believe on the Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the challenges that teachers are facing in this day and age that we're living in? 
Um, it kind of depends on the age of the teacher. So a lot of the older teachers who have been doing this a while are having a hard time adapting to the new way of doing things, the technology, because um, everything we do now is online. All our reporting, our assessments, um, everything, a lot of things are just yep. online now and you have to be pretty good with technology to keep up. So I think older teachers are, are finding that a little bit tricky. And then uh, new teachers, honestly, I don't think that they come into this job expecting to work as hard as we do. So I just think the workload for a lot of the new teachers, they're just not used to it or they don't expect it. So teacher burnout for younger teachers is, is a real thing. It's, it's happening. I, I'm just curious to know, do you find that anyone ever decides to become a teacher midlife or when a teacher comes in are they <laughs> how old are you when you graduate with your teaching certificate are you 21 uh yeah, yeah. 21 so or are new teachers yeah. always 21 yeah. or 22 years old <laughs> no no is no there is uh i had a student teacher this past year and she was amazing and she was just fresh 20 years old but then uh, another student teacher at our school was like uh real estate agent who decided to have a career switch so i think she was in her late 30s so it does happen yeah what what do you what could you say yeah. to somebody why why should they become a teacher do you think honestly it's fun like i every day is a new day i get to express my creative outlet in different ways and see the kids enjoy learning it's a really fun job like the yeah. teaching part of it the other part of it, maybe not so much, but honestly, every day I look forward to going to work. There hasn't been many days where I'm like, oh, I don't think I can get through this day. Like there's always a little part of your day where you can look forward to and you know you're gonna have a good time. So I, it's just a lot of fun. I talked to Peter about how if if there was ever anything rewarding, any gifts that were rewarding given to him, and he was mentioning that the gifts kind of start to slow down once <laughs> once you start teaching older grades. And I think he yeah. was insinuating that elementary school teachers are showered with gifts at the end of the mm. year. Can you can you remember a touching gift that you were given? And it maybe it isn't something material. It could have been something the student said to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do get showered with gifts. Like parents are so generous. I guess they feel bad for us that we have to be with their child all day, every day for 10 months. But um, people are so generous. I get a lot of Starbucks. I am a huge coffee drinker. So I, I mentioned that the kids see me drinking Starbucks all the time. So that's a huge one for me. But just those personal touches, those letters that students write, letters that parents write that you keep and are just so heartwarming and touching. Um, I've had people make personalized items for me, crafts with my name on it. I had a parent make me a whole cutting board with like teacher things on it, all about me with wood burning and stuff like that. So it's just the time that goes into some of these gifts that the students and parents give to you is just, it's just really heartwarming. So, and I, I could imagine yeah. how rewarding it would be at, at the end of a long career teaching to look back at all yeah. of those. Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep those special ones for sure. Yeah. yeah. Can you summarize what you love about being a grade three teacher? Um, summarize. So I guess it's 
equal parts fun, equal parts me being to express my being able to express myself and it's like my creative outlet basically. So it's fun, it's demanding, but it is rewarding. Yeah. My next question is two part question. Let's okay. let's speak to a uh, post-secondary student that's young that's entering okay. a career what advice can you give to that person and then I want to know if you could give any advice to maybe a person that's transitioned to become a teacher in um, an older age like in their 30s or 40s 30s and 40s is still young by the way I know right <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so someone who's just starting out and thinking about teaching um, university I don't want to knock on university, but it does not adequately prepare you for this job. They, you learn how, you learn the theories, you learn how to make 10 page lesson plans, which is great, but that is just not how it is. Um, where your really valuable experience will come is when you're doing your student teaching practicum. You're going to learn so much from the teacher you're paired with. Just take everything in, ask so many questions. And there's a lot of resources out there now with Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, where you can get so many ideas that are going to be so valuable to you in your when you actually become a teacher. Um, just you just got to get through those university years, and then the real fun stuff comes, and the real practical stuff will come when you start teaching. So um, yeah, I guess just just be prepared for that. And then someone who's uh, thinking of going into teaching, just be prepared to sacrifice a lot of time uh, because when you leave at 3.30, 4 o'clock, your brain doesn't shut off. It's constantly thinking about the next thing you need to do. The workday never ends. It's just you never stop thinking about work. There's always a new thing you can do, something you can improve on or something you need to complete. It really, your brain can shut off like June 30th. Like that's when I stopped thinking about teaching. But it's just that mental, like never having that break from the work, uh, from the job. It's, it's pretty challenging. So yeah. if you're okay with that, it's a really great job, but just be prepared to, yeah, not have that mental break, I guess. Yeah. What, what do you think makes a great teacher? A great teacher is someone who is passionate, so always trying to make themselves better. Some people, they do one lesson and repeat the same lesson for the entirety of their career. But for me, like I am always thinking of how I can improve myself. So I think that constant improvement, um, there's you can always do better. So I'm always challenging myself to do things in new and creative ways. So passionate and just someone who can get to know the students on a personal level, who knows how to connect with them, challenge them, engage with them, and just you're gonna your students are gonna love you. Like just making those personal connections, making jokes with them, that's what they remember. That's what they go home and talk to their parents about is the funny things you do in this classroom that day. They don't talk about what you teach them, they talk about the other stuff. So someone who's really good at the other stuff. So um, engaging with them in a more personal way that's not so um, related to what you're teaching, I think makes a really great and memorable teacher. Memorable teacher, yeah. And I have a mm. few from my history. And yeah. speaking to you, I'm sure you're one of those teachers as well. 
Aww, Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, just the fact that you are in a position that was basically on the front lines during a global pandemic. I, I just want you to know that we really appreciate teachers and thank you for doing what, what you, you do. I appreciate you. Thank you for talking to me and this was really fun and I'm glad I got to do it and do something I've never done before. Awesome. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for tuning in to the Job Talk podcast. For more information, please visit us at thejobtalk.com. Our podcast music was created by our friend Mike Malone in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.